0: A second, So um, welcome everyone. Um, for those of you I haven't met, my name is Cindy Thomas and I'm the chair of the finance committee and we have a quorum, although we're, we are missing a couple of members I think because of school vacation week. So um, first item on our agenda today is to hear from the library relative to their budget request and it's great to see some of our the library board of trustees members here as well. Um, so with that, uh, Randy, do I turn it over to you or to Andrea?
1: Sure, um, Andrea, I've got your the two slides that you had handed out to the select board the other night. So they're here on one PDF and then your budget on the next one. So you, uh, we'll turn it over to you, Andrea, and you, uh, you direct me on what you'd like to see on the screen.
2: Thank you so much, Randy. Um, I would just like to say hello and um, thank you to our Board of Library Trustee uh, members that are here. We have Emily Prigett, Mead, Chair, Nancy Connery, Secretary, And who else is here? I'm trying to scroll through. Joan Schottenfeld, thank you so much um, to my trustees for coming to support us as we discuss our budget. And um, Randy, this first infographic slide that you put up, is that full screen for everyone?
3: Um, uh,
1: I can make it a lot, lot bigger.
2: Oh, no, that's okay. Um, but I,
1: I'll, I'll scroll as you go through the metrics.
2: Sure. So um, as you can see, the Canton Public Library is an extremely busy and active place. Um, we are a vital community uh, resource. And um, in fiscal year 2022, we had an amazing period of growth. Um, we had over 231,000 total transactions checkouts. We circulated 147,580 physical items. We had 52,848 digital checkouts. Um, We processed 1,432 passport applications. And one of the services that is critical to the library uh, mission is to offer programs to the community um, to connect residents with educational and enriching materials and sessions. And last year we offered 466 programs. And um, of particular note for this discussion is our teen offerings, um, 156 programs for teens, 7,178 total attendance for all of our library programs. Um, And We had three all ages community events. We've started to utilize our outdoor space at the library a lot more since COVID. And we've done big launches on our lawn for summer reading kickoff. Um, You might remember that. We had 126,000 visits and that was in fiscal year 2022. We are on track to hit 200,000 visits this fiscal year. We are open to the community 51 hours per week, six days a week. And we're open um, that schedule year round. So we do condense our hours a little bit over the summer. Um, We shorten our Saturday periods, but we are open every day, uh, Monday through Saturday at the library. Uh, 194 community groups and town boards use the library meeting rooms. So it's not just the library putting on those programs and activities, it's other community groups coming to the library to use our spaces. We offer seven monthly book clubs for all ages. Um, One particular statistic I'd like to draw your attention to is that 10 years ago, FY13, the library only held 17 programs for teens and 158 youngsters attended. This year, we had 1,412 teens attend 156 programs. That's an 817% increase in nine years. And attendance is up an incredible 793%. And if you come to the library after school on any given day, you will see 60 teenagers running through the building, milling about, um, being engaged in educational activities. um, And we need staff to serve that population. We need staff to make sure that we are um, able to engage those students and young folks in a meaningful way um, that is not disruptive to the rest of the library users. So it's really critically important, um, really from a safety standpoint too, we need adults supervising that level of teenage use in the library. Um, So when we talk about our budget, Randy, do you mind putting our budget back on
4: the screen now?
2: Okay. Thanks. Um, I can just hit the highlights for you. Um, But our major request this year is um, something that we've spoken to year after year. I believe this is the fourth year we've discussed adding additional young adult staffing to the library. Last year, we presented um, the same request and we, uh, we decided to fund the position with grant monies uh, for a year. It has been wildly successful. That position is currently held by a a 19-hour-a-week employee that is not in the union. Um, But over the past year, in preparation for this discussion, we have worked with HR. We have um, come up with a grade for this position. Um, We've calculated a salary and um, We've gotten that all squared away with the union. So it, it's ready to go. Um, and we would hope that you would help us support our library in um, providing these really important services to teens with funding that position this year. So um, when you look at our budget line, and Randy, I'm sorry, I'm so blind. I can't really see that very well. If you could zoom in a little bit. Yeah,
1: I make like it larger here. Let
3: me just... Uh,
2: Thank you, Randy. Um, so over. the um, department li- um, library assistant salary position, we're looking for an increase in that line. And that represents um, two things. One is about $33,000 for the 25-hour-a-week young adult part-time position. And then also we are looking for funding for our farmer's market. We're looking to continue this important relationship with the community. For the past two years, the library has absorbed the budget um, costs associated with staffing the library table at the farmer's market. And this was so important. If you remember during um, the height of the pandemic, many, many, many people were unable to bring their young unvaccinated children to the library for story time. So we used the farmer's market to bring story time to that population group on Sundays and um, was wildly successful. That partnership is critically important. And we'd like to continue to do that. This year, the Ask Me contract was renegotiated. And because of new contractual language, we are required to fund those hours at double time. So in the past, um, I could staff one of the two positions at the farmer's market, and then have another staff member uh, only do time and a half. And she, w- she often elected to take her time in lieu of, so she would take another day off during the week. Now that um, the contract has been signed, I have to anticipate that my staff will elect to take the funding. Um, and that works out to $88 an hour for, for some of my staff. So we have to plan for that so that's where that figure comes from um we are looking to just increase our um our overtime salary that's not for overtime strictly speaking when um any of our library staff members take their time off their earned time that's contractually obligated we need to fill in with other straight time library staff so they are not being paid overtime hours we are using this to supplement um, coverage in the building for when someone takes a vacation sick or personal time. And then the night differential is just correcting um, sort of an arithmetic error in the past. It looks like one of the contractual obligated steps uh, for increase was missed um, in a calculation. And now the contract has also gone up 90 cents an hour for night differential. So that's why we have sort of a jump in that. Uh, request. Um, So we're looking for building maintenance and supplies. This is a good estimate for a a reasonable cost increase in materials. Um, You can look at what we've already spent, what we actually spent last year, and see where we're getting that target figure. We're looking for an additional increase in our computer supplies and software. Um, We are looking to increase the amount of books and materials that we lend to our patrons, which are so critically important. So we're asking for a $10,000 increase to that line. Um, We also need to put barcode labels on those, book covers, jackets, um, and then we do process the materials when they come in. And so we're looking at an increase to those costs. So we budgeted about $9,000 for those. Um, And Randy, if you could, go down a slide, because I want to talk about digital information and eBooks at the same time. Oops, sorry. Um, So on the the previous page, we had a $40,000 request for digital information. Um, And if you look at what we spent last year, we spent $40,569 on our digital information. So we need to continue to fund that budget to meet the demand. Um, we truly use all of our digital resources. We um, primarily we serve um, our patrons with an app called Hoopla, which is an on demand ebook platform. And we don't actually, oh, don't we don't actually use. the materials that the are materials in that catalog. So we um, separate them out between the ebooks. And then, Randy, if you go down, um, this is where you can see. Um, we are requesting $60,000 for ebooks. Um, and if you look at what we actually spent in fiscal year 2022, we spent $56,035 on ebooks. And I'd like to take this opportunity to again remind the Finance Committee that ebooks that the library purchases are much more expensive than what a, a home user would expect to purchase. We have to pay a platform fee for all of the ebooks that we purchase. Um, So if you could go to Amazon and download a bestseller for $15, it would cost us $35 to purchase the same material for the library. So that is where our figures come in. Um, We hope that you will support this truly important budget for our library to support the growth and operations for another year. And I'd like to open it up for any questions you might have.
4: Looks like,
3: Amelia. we'll start with you. Hi, Andrea, thanks for the presentation. Um, with, with regard to
5: the eBooks and the digital information, is the co- uh, is the cost increase to meet demand? Is that uh, mostly licensing increases for the same content or is that um, increasing the content to meet demand?
2: Some of it, um, that's a really good point. So our, numbers are a little bit down in terms of usage year over year so um, if you look at that infographic that i provided i don't know randy can bring that up
4: Um, if you look at our digital checkouts it's on that
2: green page so you can see that um, in Fiscal year 2021, we circled 55,423. And then last year, we circled 52,848. Um, so a little bit of an adjustment in the amount of ebooks that are circulated. And that was expected because people came back into the library again after COVID. So they're checking out physical books, where um, if you look at the, the prior fiscal years in 2019 and 2020, we went from 24 to 52 over three years, four years. And that's, that really was, there was no other way to get library books to material, to people um, except for in this digital format. So there's sort of a little bit of correction um, going on here, which is expected with usage, but the costs have increased. So the platform fees have stayed the same. We're not paying any additional... Um, percentage of, of cost increase for the platform fees, it truly is the cost of the ebooks are going up.
5: And with regard to the higher number of digital checkouts compared to before the pandemic, I think if I recall correctly, digital library books can only be taken out so many times uh, yes. as opposed to a hard copy that can just perpetually be um, uh, loaned. Until so it falls
4: apart, yes.
5: How, how is that um, also changing the budget for digital books? If they've gone up that high, that quickly, are we seeing that you have to renew those licenses more frequently for popular uh, selections or materials?
2: That is exactly it, Emilio, you can come and work for me. Um, that's what our librarians do all the time. We're constantly looking at our holds lists and which digital um, materials have expired, which are about to expire. And just like we would decide what physical book to reorder a copy of when it reached the end of its life cycle, um, we have to do that all the time with our ebooks. So we're looking at, um, you know, the metered access is what they call that. And um, we do, our librarians are experts at that, they really keep on top of it um no matter how many ebooks we buy we just can't seem to keep up with the popularity it's incredible but you can also see that our physical book demand is is very strong and almost 100,000 physical books went over our shelves last year that that's amazing truly
5: mm. It's really great to see all of the the things that the library is doing, and um, so thank you for everything that the, that you're doing, as well as the board of trustees. Thank
0: you, Andrea. Um, I have a question. I noticed on the budget sheet, underneath the total column, there's a asterisk and a note for cell phone stipends. Um, you is that in the budget? Is it additional? Yes,
2: that is calculated into my math on that column there um, for the total. And that was, um, that's a contractual obligation, new, and that contract was ratified after these budget sheets were worked out. So I got that figure directly from Jody Middleton who calculated it all out.
0: So it's included in your total, it's just not included in these line items. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You also mentioned that, and then we'll go to Tim, That you used grant
2: funding this year, I assume, is that a one time grant that was available? um, Randy likes to correct me when I say our state aid money is not a grant, and he's right. I just use the term grant funding um, because it's the one that I, as a layman, am most familiar with, but it's actually our state aid money that is awarded to us, I think it's through the cherry sheets. Um, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Randy. And it's it is intended for a different purpose. We are intended to use that money to augment programs and services at the library. We can hire staff with it, but truly that takes away from our ability to put on a robust program of services for the community when we divert those funds. Um, And we diverted quite a few of those funds where we're using $30,000 out of, I think we only got 54, for the entire year, because this position is so critically important.
3: Thank you, Tim. Thank you, and um, Andrea, I just want to add my thanks to you and your staff
6: for the all your work. Obviously, the the library is a huge uh, resource for the town. Um, you you mentioned the platform fee. Mm-hmm. Is is that something that only libraries pay or is it is other other groups besides libraries that have to pay
2: that? Colleges and university libraries also have to pay this. So it is, um, you know, it's a big struggle for us because we want to be able to provide these ebooks. books um, They are critically important, but we also have to pay. Overdrive is the big uh, player in this in this arena. And um, it is not something I agree with. I think that libraries should pay the same cost for materials that the public does. And to that end, some of our library advocacy groups are working um, in Rhode Island. There is a test case. um, They have put together some legislation that they hope will be challenged by the publishers and these big vendors. Um, which would ultimately lead to, you know, a Supreme Court case about this because it is a monopoly. Um, They are really controlling access to these materials.
6: Great. Okay.
4: Thank you. Any other questions, comments?
0: I'm certainly just want to agree with Tim's comments about, you know, really the, how robust the programming and offerings are at our library—it really is um, such an important resource. And I think, you know, while we also uh, many of us think about it strictly, you know, recreational reading, you know, I, I'm just always mindful of about the hot spots, the work you're doing to help people access courts, um, pass, you know, uh, there's the whole range of community services that you provide. That I, I don't know that we always think about libraries as the really kind of comprehensive um kind of um service array that that you offer and make available to people people who are you know looking for jobs um, who may not have good internet access um all of those things so um thank you for the work uh pen do you want to thank you for joining us today and
3: thank you so much we really appreciate the opportunity um i I just wanna say, of course, everybody on the board of trustees supports Andrea and all of the library staff hundred percent. But I do wanna emphasize that that YA librarian assistant is just such a critical position because we have one full-time YA librarian and she works 35 hours a week and the library is open 51 hours a week. And she of course is entitled to vacation and days off as well. And so that library YA assistant position is just something we desperately need. If you've ever been in the library after school, you would understand that completely. Thank you very much so for considering this. We really appreciate everybody on the FinCom
4: and everything you do. Any other questions and comments from the FinCom?
0: Thank you, Andrea, for your presentation. I love the infographic. It's a great way to share with us and tell the story of all that the library does. So thank you for putting that together.
2: Sure. Thank you all very much. Thank you for supporting the library and the library staff. They do a great job every day. And um, thank you to the board of library trustees and to our friends group, who is just such a tremendous support. So thank you all. I hope you have a great night. Bye. Bye-bye.
4: All right, and Randy does a great job
0: of flipping us right over to the uh, to the fire department and welcome um, Chief, it's uh, your first time before us. Congratulations on your new position and uh, we're happy to see you and have you here with us today. Um, with that, I'll turn it over to
4: you and to, to Randy.
7: Thank you, thank you for uh, inviting me. Um, so I guess I'll um, get right into the uh, budget, the first page here. So my budget is basically um, on uh, the increases on contractual salary um, increases and in the cost of goods. Uh, so everything you see in white is uh, base budget salary increases. Um, the light blue um, are the 3%. They're basically overtime um, items uh, with 3% contractual. And the uh, dark blue um, are uh, money that we've um, taken out, uh, subtracted that we didn't uh, need. Uh, so, and the only um, item that really isn't contractual is the deputy fire chief, um, Sally. We're, we're going for a second deputy fire chief. Uh, so right now, the uh, existing deputy chief, he kind of oversees the operation side and the um, administration side. And it's it's getting a little too much. Uh, so this new deputy chief would basically uh, be in charge of the EMS division. Uh, that would be the bulk of his work because that, that is our busiest division. It generates the most money and it um, brings the most liability to the town. So training is uh, key on that, uh, on that issue. Um, so in that division is we're um, trying to set, set up a community paramedicine program. Um, and he would uh, probably take the lead on that also, uh, which is going to take a lot of time and work. Um, and also, um, grants, um, we do a lot of grants down here in the last five years, we've gotten over $700,000 in grants, which we use for, uh, equipment. Um, and we use for training, we get that for training and, uh, that's vital. We need to keep doing that. And basically, um, that new deputy would handle a lot of that and that would alleviate the existing deputy to go out and do more inspections, code enforcements, um, because we've seen an increase in construction and um, fire prevention duties. And we really don't want to become reactive. We want to stay proactive. Um, We're kind of on that line. Uh, So we need to get out more for the uh, code enforcement and inspections. Uh, And it would also offer another um, chief officer to respond. To uh, emergencies, um, so basically, um, if you want to flip that page, okay. So this is the this is basically uh, goods and services. Um, everything in white pretty much uh, stayed the same. Um, so I increased uh, um, the, like the electricity heating fuel forty uh, percent uh, going on just. Going online, seeing, um, that's kind of tough to predict. Um, So I I basically bumped it up 40%. um, Repair of motor vehicles, um, that's getting more expensive. We went up 10% there. Um, Software maintenance, um, that's all our SOPs, um, all the uh, ESOs that we we do reports on. um, That's increased. Um, and basically down the line, you gas and oil, uh, I- uh, increase, um, office supplies, diesel fuel increase, uh, equipment for new men. Um, we're short two guys, uh, two firefighters. So I'm hoping to, um, um, hire two members. And, uh, so every time we do that, we have to buy them fire gear, um, clothes, stuff like that. That that gets expensive. Uh if you want to flip to the uh so basically that's my the um fire side. Um this is the uh ambulance service uh basically a lot of this is uh, contractual three percent um overtime increase uh paramedic training overtime um and basically, that that paramedic overtime is um, so these guys have um, they have to do so many hours of training, and that's at an overtime rate. So that's pretty much a standard number. Uh, multiply I just multiply the number of medics times the number of hours times the overtime rate because um, that's mandatory um, supplies for the ambulance um you know that's all bandages everything we carry pretty much in in the back of the ambulance um that's gone up also uh diesel fuel uh is increased the diesel fuel the price increase and we're getting busier too uh we more runs we use more fuel um emt training that's uh i hope to hire paramedics but i can't guarantee that. So if, if I hire EMTs, I have to send them to school. That's um, ten thousand tuition per student. Um, emergency management that uh, that has stayed the same. Actually, that that dropped down um, to three thousand. Uh, so we don't have any increase in that. Um, if you go to the next
3: page, Randy. Uh yeah, uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, sorry. okay. There it is. Here. Uh yep. Uh
7: the nine eleven dispatches. That's a contractual with uh, Norfolk County. That increases um per year. That's a signed agreement. Um fire alarm boxes. Fire alarm boxes. Uh the only thing that increases. Thing is that increases. basically the the wages the three percent increase. Uh everything else is has remained the same. Uh, there's no increase there. Um, uh, I think. Is there any more? I think that might be it.
1: I, I think that's it, uh, Chief. If I could offer um, just a couple of adjustments that the town administrator and I had, uh, and, and you and I had made when we met um, on the uh, on the ambulance budget. Um, uh, there were uh, three. Um, uh, Two reductions that were agreed to. One was um, on the uh, defibrillator uh, maintenance. Um, there's going to be new uh, defibrillators uh, that the chief is going to be um, uh, looking for in a capital item, and the expectation is that we should get the first year maintenance free. So we've we backed off $8,300 out of um, out of that line to account for the the uh, the coverage that we'll get. With those purchases, and then um, uh, the paramedic uh, overtime stipend, uh, we we uh, revisited the math on that, we were able to um, to reduce that by by four thousand uh, as well here on, on the second line. So yeah, uh, 12, yeah uh, 12, reduction there, and then um, uh, the chief had mentioned on emergency management, um, this line here, uh, which is a stipend line, is actually three thousand now, supposed to nine thousand, so we reduced that. Uh, by 6000 so those are adjustments just normal adjustments we made during the review right so
7: um do you have have any questions
4: um
0: any questions? aaron ah uh, yes thank you and thank you chief um my question is on the fire department budget um what are the duties of a new deputy chief position i think you mentioned a community paramedicine program yes Can you talk a little bit more about that please
7: yeah. So, uh, right now we haven't started that. We, we, we obtained a, a vehicle, uh, called C six, um, uh, with a grant, 175,000, um, at no cost to the town. Uh, and right now we're going for a license to carry blood. So if, um, and that would re- actually respond in the County. Um, if somebody was trapped and they needed blood, uh, and it was going to be a, a long on-time scene. Uh, we have um, some medics that are trained in that throughout the county, and what we would do is uh, they would meet us there and uh, administer blood to the patient. Um, and I actually have a meeting with the Mansfield Fire Chief. They run a community paramedicine program, so I'm going to hear what he has to say, but I'm Um, thinking to start, um, we could probably work in conjunction with the Council on Aging, uh, the town nurse and the Board of Health to people that have, you know, mostly elderly that have been released from the hospital that have nobody to take, you know, look in on them. And and basically, it would be maybe just a check, uh, you know, uh, once a week, maybe um, go in and, and make sure that they're taking their medicines, uh, make sure that they're okay. Um, and, and while we're in there, you know, check the hazards, um, you know, if there's any combustibles close to the stove, any entrances that are blocked, um, basically something like that. It, it's in its infancy stage. So um, we're trying to just get ideas on, on actually how to do this, you know.
0: Great, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you comment if um, with both the paramedicine program, I guess, is that something that there would be any reimbursement for in terms of health insurance or is that? Uh,
3: Well, not
7: right now, but we're kind of hoping if if we can save, um, if the insurance companies would get on board, if we can save people from taking that trip to the hospital, maybe we could provide a little bit of care. Uh, uh, Maybe there might be something down the road, but right now, I don't know if there's any reimbursement for that.
0: And my other question also related to um, the increased focus, and maybe this is a Randy question, but are we able to Pull any additional revenues out of the ambulance revolving. Uh, the I'm not going to get the fund right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, yes, yes.
1: Uh, if I may, if, yeah. Yes, the uh, ambulance uh, receipts reserve. So um, after uh, a pretty good uh, thorough evaluation of how that fund is performing, uh, which is well, uh, and uh, in reviewing that with the chief and the town administrator. Um, and the, was discussed with the Revenue Forecast Committee as well, which I know Cindy, uh, you're a member, and Emilio, um, we're proposing that the uh, the deputy chief position, if it's supported, uh, be funded dollar for dollar by uh, an increased commitment from the ambulance receipts fund uh, to to cover that that cost. And uh, when you run out the projection uh, for the multiple years after fiscal 24 it still supports um, what is in, what it's intended to support, which is a continued contribution increasing to the operating budget and also uh, being able to afford uh, ambulance replacements as well. Um, so we we believe that the fund is healthy uh, and, and would support um, funding 100% the, the uh, deputy chief position that's being requested.
0: And I have one other question, then we'll go to another question, then we'll go to Oh, sorry about the echo. Um, I noticed rent there, and could you remind us what the fire department pays rent for?
3: So
7: that's at the Draper Properties. Um, basically, that that's where the mechanic does his work on all the vehicles. Uh, he brings them down there um, because there's really no room in the uh, apparatus base. Uh, so he has a mechanic shop set up down there so... If he needs to work on anything, he brings it right down there, uh, and he can work, you know, out of the weather. Um, and uh, I believe we have um, right now we we have the, an antique down there that we uh, we store down there. But but most of the mostly what we use it for is for the mechanic. Amelia,
5: thanks uh, thanks chief for coming tonight. Uh, I just have about three questions. The first is. With regard to the paramedic program, is that something that that you're proposing, is that something that other towns, there are examples of other towns doing that we could model the program on?
7: Yeah, for right now, the only one I know is Mansfield. So I, I, like I said, I have a meeting with him and I'm going to kind of see how he started it, the things that he did and what he didn't like. Uh, So I'm going to try to pick his brain and see how uh, see how he's doing it. And as a, a follow-up to Cindy's question regarding the
5: rental property there, is there any plan, um, this is probably more of a capital question than an operating question, but is there a plan to find a, a, a permanent location, uh, like a yard or something to do that work, or is the plan to continue to rent there beyond the term of this, I think it was, was it a 10 year? I can't remember now the term. I-
7: uh, I, I think it might be up in 20, August of 25. I want to say. Um, I, I, I well, it, it it's a good location. In um, it's uh, it's a nice building. Uh, he's got it set up real nice for himself. Um, so I, I would say uh, if we could get it again, um, I, I think we'd probably go for it. You know, it's it's uh, centrally located. Um, so it, it's working out well. Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, the, the third question was just, uh, you were talking about EMT training uh, versus paramedic training. Uh, could you explain the difference between the two skill sets and what the difference is between a paramedic and an EMT?
7: Well, uh, well, paramedic uh, uh, involves a lot more schooling and, and basically they, um, they can administer drugs. So, uh, and that's a big deal uh, because they have to know exactly how much to give and, and what medication to give. So um, there's a lot more involved um, with paramedics than, than EMT. A lot more schooling. Um, yeah. so, the, so the EMT
5: training doesn't bring them up to the level of a paramedic. It's it's just for that particular no, no, skill it's just,
7: set of an EMT. Yes, right. Yeah, the EMTs have to keep up their uh, training as well. Um, it's not as much as involved. The paramedics are a little more involved. They they actually do rounds with a the doctor. Um, they're required to do so many rounds. Um, and the, the EMTs, they have to keep
3: up their accreditation, but uh, there's more involved with the paramedics. Thanks, you. Mm-hmm.
4: Any other questions?
0: Well, thank you for coming tonight and presenting your budget. And uh, okay. thanks for the updates, Randy. They are helpful as well. And particularly as we look at that deputy uh, chief position to know that there may be another revenue source that might be able to um, cover that additional expense. I mean, I think it's clear that the world all around us just keeps getting more complicated when the population is aging. Um, and, and it sounds like you also had a busy weekend this past weekend.
7: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um but thank you on behalf of the committee for all the work that you do and then for all the work that's done with the fire department
3: okay thank you for having me and thanks chief okay chief. thanks Randy thank you
0: bye-bye so I think the next round Randy are are uh, all on you
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah, everybody's favorite topic debt so um as you recall Uh, We did actually review the debt budgets um, three sessions ago. Uh, And uh, the reason uh, I wasn't looking for you to vote on anything is because I hadn't incorporated the um, savings associated with the new bond offering on the new issues. Um, Everything else stayed the same that we reviewed all of the existing debt. So I've highlighted everything in yellow uh, where I've made downward adjustments to principal and interest uh, based on the new the new debt offering. It just was time such that um, that uh, I didn't know what, what those new numbers were until until uh, after we had first met. So here we are with Department 710 uh, general fund principal payments. So now I've got the updated amounts here for the new FY23 issues uh, starting to come due in, in FY24. So um, 449500 for included debt um, principal and 15000 for excluded debt. Um, these are schedules that you've seen and I know you have in your binders. So nothing here changed. All of the existing debt by purpose hasn't changed. What changed was this schedule here. Um, these two numbers or this column of numbers, principal and interest. So now they're now reduced in Combined uh, between principal and interest, uh, we saved about um, fifty-four thousand across general fund and, um, uh, and and water and sewer debt. Uh, so the the new number for principal at set on seven ten is 3557551 seven um, five fifty one. Down from FY twenty three, so we have some debt amortizing, um, and then the interest side of the equation in the general fund, um, again, highlighted the new issue changes. So the interest um, for excluded, the excluded debt issue associated with St. Gerard's, 3,677 for the included debt, the interest, new interest is 327,285. There's a grand total now of a 1,106,930. Um, and uh, Tim, looks, looks like you raise your hand.
6: Yeah, Randy, just um, I think I noticed in that spreadsheet there that the, the rate on the newest offerings was like 4%. Is that is that, was that a, did we get a good rate
1: there? That, that was the assumption. So that's, I didn't, I actually didn't go in and change this column here. Oh, okay. I, I, I went in and I changed the actual numbers. Gotcha. I suppose I should have done that. Um, of course, after I finished the schedule, I thought of that. Uh, our rate was uh, 3.07. Okay. Um, so in, in this environment, um, that was pretty good. I was thinking we were going to be at 3.75 to 4%. So um, you know, we hit we hit it hit it right um, the end of January before the Fed announced their latest increase. Uh, but yeah, so these these numbers here should be 3.07, and um, that's the effective rate. Um, I, I won't bore you with the complexities of it, but you know, we went out and borrowed. Eleven point uh, nine million, and but we're paying back uh, about a million two less than that in principle, um, But we're paying a higher interest rate, which makes the bonds more attractive um, to to bond buyers. So the coupons on these bonds will be in the four uh, to five percent range. But net net to us, because we we got all the cash that we needed, um, but uh, but we. Um, we only have to pay back uh, about a million two less than all that cash, uh, because our interest is uh, being sub. We're subsidizing the interest coupon that they can market to people. But three point oh seven to us—that's all that—that's all that mattered. Great, thank you. Thank you. Um, so then, uh, this trickled through to the water, uh, water principal and interest payments. So we had new issues there as well. So what changed here was the again FY twenty three. New issues. Uh, the debt service for next year will be 348296 on the new issues, principal and interest. Um, and the total principal and interest number for water debt uh, next year will be 3740966 And these schedules haven't changed. These are the schedules you've seen before. And then, you know, down here, I'm highlighting the, the updated numbers. Um, so $348,296 in, in total, the new water debt and uh, sewer was unchanged. We didn't um, issue any sewer debt. So that number is unchanged, 549611 for principal and interest. Again, so the supporting schedule, again, obviously unchanged as well. Um, and same story with the, the rink. As you know, we have rink debt. Uh, we had borrowed $2 million a couple of years back. Um, and so the principal and interest Uh, for FY24 is 50,000 and 53,702 respectively. Um, So we add add those, update those numbers um, for Tyler in in his budget. And and that's the only debt on that budget. So there's the supporting schedule. That my friends is the updated uh, debt schedules with the updated numbers for the
3: FY23 bonds.
0: Sorry, in terms, Sorry, of, what in you terms know, of what you votes from us, evening, um, we need to take a vote on the principal payments. Seven ten, is that correct?
1: Um, short answer is yes, Cindy. But I just I, I did want to comment briefly, though. So since debt service is required, and these are indeed the debt service amounts that are due next year, um, it's highly appropriate. Uh, to vote these amounts, we have to pay them. This is actually the primary reason we have a, have a stabilization reserve of $10 million in case something drastic happens to the town so we could pay our debt service. So it's appropriate to pay that. And the reason I, I couch it like that is that I don't suggest voting on um, any other budgets until we have the governor's uh, proposed budget. Hopefully it will be dropped out as promised a week from today. And we can uh, review uh, the updated revenue forecast at that point, point. and then uh, a week later, um, we'll have the uh, you'll have the target budget target discussion on the eighth, um, and then after that, uh, and and we've gone through a um, uh, recommendation process with the select board. Then it would be appropriate to vote the other budgets, you know, once we know where the uh, uh, you know what cuts will need to be made and what we can afford. But the debt service is the debt service. So, so again, short answer is yes, it's it's a it's appropriate if you'd like to take votes on the debt service at this point.
0: So thank you for the clarification. I think it's it is important to note um, and For those who might wonder, well, we listened to the budgets, but we didn't take any action. Um, We really don't yet know for certain what we have available on the revenue side. So um, important for us to hold those. So should we start with a motion on 710? Does anyone want to make a motion on general fund principal debt service payments?
5: I move that the Finance Committee recommend $3,557,551 toward department 710 principal payments for fiscal year
4: 2024. Second. And Randy, any discussion? Uh, Randy, do you wanna call the vote for
1: us? Yes, Madam Chair. Rookie.
4: Aye. Maureen. Aye.
1: Tim. Aye. Karen.
4: Aye.
1: Dan. Aye. Emilio. Aye. And Cindy. Aye. Unanimous 700, Madam Chair.
0: And then that will take us on to long term interest payments. And um, we have a motion.
1: Uh,
5: I move that the Finance Committee recommend $1,106,930 for Department 7. 7- uh, 151 long-term interest payments for fiscal year 2024.
4: Second. Any discussion? Hearing none. May you call the vote?
3: Yes, Madam Chair. Rookie. Aye. Maureen. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, did you get? Did I get you, Maureen? Yes, aye. Aye. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Tim. Aye. Karen. Aye. Dan.
1: Aye. Emilio. Aye. And Cindy. Aye. Unanimous again, Madam Chair 700.
0: And that brings us next to the water enterprise principal and interest payments. And do we have a motion on water debt service payments?
5: I move that the Finance Committee recommend $3,740,966 from the Water Enterprise Fund uh, for water uh, principal oh, interest payments for fiscal year 2024.
4: Second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor?
3: Uh, rookie. Aye. Maureen. Aye. Jim. Aye. Darren. Aye. Dan.
1: Aye. Emilio. Aye. And Cindy. Aye. Unanimous again, Madam Chair 700.
0: All right, so bring us next to the sewer enterprise principal and interest payments, sewer debt service payments for FY24.
5: I move that the Finance uh, Committee recommend five hundred and forty-nine thousand six hundred and eleven dollars uh, paid from the Sewer Enterprise Fund for sewer principal and interest payments for fiscal year two thousand
0: twenty-four. Second. Any discussion? There are none. All in favor? Randy, call the vote, please.
3: Yes, Madam Chair. Rookie. Aye. Maureen. Aye. Tim. Aye. Karen. Aye.
1: Dan. Aye. Emilio. Aye. And Cindy.
0: Aye.
1: Unanimous again, Madam Chair, 700.
0: And then I have a question on Ring Enterprise because you mentioned something about seeing it in the rec department budget. Do we vote this one or does this come up within the departmental budget?
1: Um, It's probably more efficient to, to vote it in total within the uh, when when Tyler uh brings okay. forward his this budget and could vote it inclusive within that.
0: Okay, so we'll hold on that for this evening. Very good. Okay. So that brings us to the next item on our agenda, which is a sub uh the elected officials compensation. And I I can provide an updated report. I did have a um, opportunity to meet with town council by phone last Tuesday and he is um doing some research for us, and will be back in touch with me by some time, hopefully prior to the um, February 28th select board meeting. Um, Based on our last meeting, um, the current plan was for me to go to and present to the select board um, on the compensation for elected officials, um, and that is still on the agenda, I believe. I know Charlie's with us, so I... Um, please, Charlie, feel free if anything has changed to speak up and let me know um, the, the issues that he's currently looking at, town council is looking at, um, is one state law that perhaps may actually mandate uh, or require perhaps um, compensation for elect- um, health insurance op- options for elected officials who are compensated. So he is doing some further research into that to determine whether that is in fact required, whether the town has any option to opt out. Um, So we'll need to get further information on that. And then the other issue relates to the issue of vesting um, and the information we'd received from Milford County was that compensation under $5,000 a year did not qualify um, an elected official for vesting and therefore um, would not qualify them for Um, any kind of pension or uh, retiree uh, benefits. Now, um, further discussion with a few folks in town who have been uh, elected officials, they noted that when they left their elected official position, even though they had more than 10 years, they were told directly that they were not eligible for any kind of benefits. Um, So it's appearing, you know, again, this is a big complicated space to untangle, that those retirees who um, were are actually getting health insurance may have been done so on a special case basis versus any uh, broad policy that says after 10 years you get health insurance when you retire if you were compensated. So we continue to kind of untangle this. Is is probably about the best I can say. <laughs> um, and um, Charlie, I know you went, took off your mic, your uh, went off mute. I, are we still on for the 28th or? the select board meeting.
4: And we can't hear you if you're talking. But
0: feel free to comment and chat if that works better. So um, I don't know if folks have any questions with regards to the elected official compensation. As I say, it just keeps feeling like it's something to untangle. (laughs) Um, And and depending on what we learn, may totally change kind of the direction that we choose to go on this. So um, I'd certainly welcome any other finance committee meetings assuming that the agenda stays on for the 28th. Um, Any other finance committee meetings who would like to attend that meeting are certainly welcome to do so. Emilio, you know, you, know, you know, as a subcommittee member, certainly uh, welcome you. I do just wanna note that if you do plan to attend, if you could let me know, because we cannot have a forum. Um, And so that would be important to make sure that there aren't too many of us there. Um, and I will certainly provide the next finance committee meeting updates based on what I learned from town council. Um, the other item we have on this, so any questions? Hey,
6: Cindy. Um, Charlie, Charlie has commented in the chat.
0: Okay. So maybe um, Charlie, let me see when I hear back from Paul, I don't, it might be better to defer out till um, maybe two weeks later, just because it might, it, it will give a chance for the finance committee to to discuss what we learned from town council. And we may be in a better place for a more um, formal recommendation. I, I'm thinking this through out loud here. Um, so yes, I'm, as as I'm thinking it through, I think maybe we should defer two weeks um, that we'll get the Finance Committee time to consider what we learned and then um, figure out how to proceed. And so we will look instead at, sorry, I'm looking at a calendar here, um, rather than the 28th, that would bring us to the 14th of March.
1: So. And, uh, Madam Chair, uh, Charlie did indicate in the chat if if you didn't see it that it was on the agenda for the twenty eighth, but uh, no no problem to move it to a future agenda item.
0: I'm thinking, and I see some people nodding that probably moving it to a future agenda so FinCon kind of has a chance to review what we learned and decide how we'd like to proceed. Makes sense. So, all right. Based on the nods and heads, that's that's I think uh, Charlie, that's kind of what we'll do. <laughs> so. Um, so then that brings us to uh, old business and um, a couple of things that we have coming up. One is to review our liaison. Uh, we're a little bit far into budget season at this point, but we do have um, some liaison assignments that are vac- vacant given um, some change in our membership. Um, and um, so I wanted to just check in. Um, Maureen, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this, if there are any that you would be willing to pick up on. Um, you know, the liaison is not a heavy role. Um, It really is to sort of be a point person to do a, introduce yourself to the department head and let them know you're there as a liaison and um, available to, you know, talk to them or connect with them if there are any issues, particularly as it relates to their budget. Um, So um, we also can shuffle the deck a little bit here if there are any folks that are looking for a change in the assignment.
4: I think I probably am
2: um, not carrying my full weight, Cindy. So
0: okay.
2: I'll take, I'll take one more uh, with the caveat that I'm out of the country for the next two weeks. I don't know that that's going to make any difference, but if you want to assign me, you know, someplace else, I will take that.
0: Do you want to take fire departments since we already heard them today? And
4: <laughs> Sure. That
0: work out Okay. Sure. Um, all
4: right.
0: And then, um, Maureen, I don't know if you're comfortable. I'd be happy to relinquish veteran services given I'm the chair this year. Again, that's not a big one. Um, but if there's anything else that folks want- to... That's
2: fine. You can assign me wherever you think I can be useful. All right, well, um, why
0: don't you put you on historical commission because we have a vacancy there and I will let go of veteran services and um, yeah. put you there, Maureen. Sure. Okay. All right, I think um, parks and recreation um, And police department we've typically had a number two i don't know that that's particularly essential um i don't know randy do you have any feeling about that it doesn't feel like we you know capital planning is kind of the heavy one (laughs) um this year community preservation isn't going to be putting forward other than the cost of um their administration they're not going to be putting any forward any proposals this year so um we're probably I, w- I
1: would defer it to uh madam chair i'd defer it to, to dan since he's he's the primary on both of those whether he thinks uh he needs an assist
3: i, I don't think so um like i said it's it's not really heavy lifting i mean okay. you reach out and i mean i, I don't think it's a two-person role <laughs>
0: Okay, so we'll take off the alternate alternates on the um, parks and recreation and the police department. And I think with that, we'll- I think with that we we'll... Excellent. The other item that we need, um, so we need to review are the meeting minutes from February 1st. Um, and I do, while we're at minutes, just a reminder that the primary for today is Dan. Um, so, um, so do we have a? Um, are folks ready to vote on the February first meeting minutes?
4: Sure. Yep. All right. Do I have a motion to approve the? Move to approve the February first minutes. Second. Any discussion? Comment. Randy, will you call the vote?
3: Yes, Madam Chair. Rookie. Aye. Maureen. Aye. Tim. Aye. Karen. Aye. Dan. Aye. Emilio.
1: Aye. And Cindy.
4: Aye.
1: Unanimous Madam Chair 700.
4: And then the next set of minutes um, we have. Oh, okay. Do we have. Um, so uh,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Were there, were there other minutes? I'm sorry. Are there
4: minutes from the 15th or are those still in review?
0: I think
1: those were I the meetings that we
0: couldn't meeting have that are canceled. Oh, yeah, yes, sure. <laughs> no, oh. that's easy. Sorry, thank you. Um, okay, so then we'll move on to our meeting schedule. Um, and I'll let Randy yeah. take, take us through this.
1: Sure, so, um, I want to thank Ellen uh, for uh assisting greatly w- with this today. So, we've tried to lay out um, just about everything that we need to cover in the next um, month and a half <laughs> so um, obviously the well the 27th uh, our understanding is is that we're not going to have a quorum um, and so that, that was the off cycle meeting so um, we're asking if the committee would want to replace that off cycle meeting with march 6th sandwiched in between two regular meetings of March 1st and March 8th. Works for me.
3: Okay, yeah. by me. Still,
4: Still a problem can. for me.
5: I can make the sixth. Three.
4: Maybe you need to know who can't. I know I can't. Okay. And everybody
0: else can. I know Mondays are tricky for him, but if we have everybody else, then we we do have a quorum.
1: Yeah, as long as we have five.
0: All right, so I'd suggest we go ahead with the six, just because we're going to start to back up time-wise. And I think the main thing is to stay in touch if anything unexpected comes up that you won't be able to be there. So I'm sure that we do have a quorum.
1: Thank you, Madam Chair. So, so what we see for um, next Wednesday uh, is Parks and Recreation and Rink, uh, as well as Article 16, which is a July 4th article. So we'd have Tyler Radicone uh, speak to that, and he's confirmed. Um, then we would uh, invite uh, Chief Elena Rafferty for Police and Animal Control and Article 24, uh, which is an article I believe she's proposing. Um, and then uh, DPW and Article 13, which is a supplement to the uh, chapter uh, 90, uh, roads Funding. Tim.
6: Sorry, Randy. I was just going to ask because I noticed you have on there about the governor's budget, and I know we don't have it, but I was just curious. Have you heard anything? Are you hearing good things about the budget? or
1: I, I've heard nothing uh, despite the governor's um, commitment that as soon as she has numbers, she would share them in advance with everybody, but that's a week away. And we haven't, about the respect to the, to the governor, they, there's a reason they get an extra five weeks um, when you have a new governor. So it doesn't seem like a lot of time to most people, but to us, obviously it throws a little monkey wrench into our process because we would have been far down the line of uh, f- uh, having a firm revenue forecast and budget targets and and whatnot, and, and starting to vote on budgets. but. So, um, as you can see here, uh, I'm expecting it on the first, um, usually when the, the full governor's state aid package gets dropped out, it gets processed by, uh, divisional local services within DOR. And usually you get it by the end of the day. So as soon as it drops, I'm going to update the revenue forecast document, uh, that, um, we've everybody seen and the Revenue Forecasting Committee has voted on, we're going to update it with the governor's proposal. And the intent is in, in this meeting next week is to go over the revenue forecast with the updated uh, state aid budget next week. So uh, we can all um, understand, you know, what, what that change is. Uh, right now, we've just gone with a conservative estimate of just over 2% increase in state aid. Obviously, we're hoping for much more a continuation of the trend from last year. So that's um uh, next week uh for the off cycle meeting uh, I'm ready. for the most- yeah, I just
0: hold for a second it looks like dan has a question
1: yeah i'm sorry dan yeah that's fine you kind of caught
3: on that revenue updating that um so tonight we saw a couple of departments and both of them were up just under 10 percent so um and then we were planning on the previous revenue forecast to kind of dip in through some special appropriation and, and kind of taking know, yeah, we're, we're, we were projecting almost a deficit of a four million so are you concerned at all Randy on the way numbers are coming in so far
1: um well, the concern, concerns relative? concerns relative so uh first off I'll say um I have every confidence that um that the recommendations made by this committee uh, are going to be within the town's means so whatever the revenue you know forecast ends up being. I have every confidence that, uh, that this committee is going to uh, recommend a budget that fits within that. So I'm not concerned from that perspective. As far as the numbers, um, um, I think there's a, there should be a lot of upward pressure on this state budget number uh, that finally comes out next week because of what we saw last year. We saw about a $1.4 or $1.5 million increase in state aid uh, for the current year that we're in, which was a, a, the cumulative amount of the prior five years increases. Um, so, and that's a lot of that was formula based in the chapter 70 education aid. So there's an expectation that that um, that, that would continue to some degree. You've also got the factor of the millionaire's tax uh, that was passed effective January 1st that is supposed to be additive to education and uh, transportation uh, state budgets this year so obviously that's uh, goes through a legislative process but so does the governor's budget. Um, so again there's some some good uh, good reasons to hope for continuation of a, of an increased commitment from the state beyond the feeble two percent you know that we've seen for, for many years. So I'm I'm hopeful that'll be the case. Um and uh hopeful that um that the um, many of the school and municipal incremental requests um you know might be able to be funded uh if it fits. And again it comes back to my first point. It has to fit. Yeah. If it doesn't fit. Yeah it doesn't fit. Yeah
3: agreed. Okay thank
1: you. Sure. Um so then on uh the off-cycle meeting is again just uh, pushing forward uh, uh, that that first meeting that was initially canceled, and um, so we have uh, human resources budget and Article Five, um, which is the um, uh, uh, contract uh, contract article, which Jody and I will uh, will speak to. Then there's uh, Department One Ten, Department Nine Ten which is an HR budget. I helped to build uh, one line item on that, which is um, uh, providing for uh, unsettled contracts. So we'll discuss that. Uh, the town administrator, uh, we look to bring, uh, move him as well along with everybody else to discuss um, executive office budget, street lighting, town insurance, um, and uh, as well as um, four articles on the warrant 20, 21, 22, and 27. I'm not sure if those are all his, uh, but until we hear otherwise, <laughs> we're gonna sign them there. And I'm sure between now and then, uh, if there's somebody else that should be speaking to them, you know, we would line them up. Um, article 28, uh, uh, we would bring in uh, Tom Bir- Birmingham, this is a citizen's petition, would have uh, um, the veterans director talk about his budget, as well as an article that he's sponsoring, Article 25. Uh, bring in the town clerk to discuss an article, she's sponsoring Article 26. Um, and then on the 8th, uh, we had scheduled in our initial plan to have uh, the CCPC, otherwise not CPA, uh, to come in and discuss uh, their recommendations. I believe they'll have three motions this year. Um, and then the uh, on the 8th, given that we would have seen I'm hoping uh, the final revenue forecast on the 1st, hoping we'd be able to have the conversation on the 8th to finally set the municipal and school uh, budget targets on the 8th. Um, on the 10th, that's a Friday, uh, capital planning is scheduled to submit their recommendations on capital to, uh, to the FinCom. Um, if that happens, we've got, got them scheduled to meet with you on the 15th. Uh, to review all their recommendations, um, and we'll also discuss um, a capital supplement motion that we've talked about before. I'll also discuss a, a variety of different articles um, that I'll take the lead on: Article Seven, Motion One, and Articles Eight through Twelve uh, and Nineteen. And again, just looking forward here uh, to the tw- because there's not a lot of meetings left. Here. On the twenty second is when we would have representative from the school committee, representative from the select board, uh, probably the superintendent, the town administrator, uh, review their uh, voted operating uh, budget requests. Um, and then we'll probably hear from the schools on article 18, the um, SPED uh, reserve fund. we would have uh, Gene Manning come in, the interim town planner, discuss a couple of his articles, 26 and 30. Uh, we'll have the chair of the planning board, uh, Patricia McDermott discuss article 29. Um, and then we would look after hearing the capital budgets on the 15th we would look for a vote on capital budgets, if possible on the 22nd, and then also discuss the consent agenda in in that meeting as well, um, on the 29th, um, would be looking to have votes on the operating budgets. Um, and by the fifth, which is really the last meeting before or less. Regular meeting before we need to get things off to the to the printer on the tenth, uh, we would look to um, um, review and and approve uh, the the finance committee report. So in looking at this, so so it looks like everything fits. You know we've covered every every uh, warrant article within this, every department um, that has a, um, a, a budget increase of more than three thousand. I think the only one I don't see on here that I wasn't thinking of today was uh, Blue Hills. So we would probably have Blue Hills Regional come in. Obviously there's room uh, within a couple of these nights. And if we're unable to schedule somebody into say the the sixth, um, we certainly have have space further on down. So I'm feeling good about um, where where we're headed as long as we have that special uh, meeting. Um, A couple of hands raised.
5: Amelia? Uh, Randy, I noticed that Article 26 has uh, Tracy and Jean both talking about that. Is Jean going to speak to us about Article 26? I think that's a town clerk specific. Is it another one?
1: Uh, give me one second here, Amelia. Let me just
3: double check the, the warrant.
1: Let's see here. Article 26 is the town clerk, right? So that should be.
0: It, 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 excuse was, me, Madam Chair. It might be 23, the TNC per ride assessment funds. So that's yes. a typo. That yes, should so be Gene Man 23.
1: Good catch, Amelia. Yes. So, um, and the other one, Article 30 is uh, short-term Rental residential property. So twenty-three and thirty for, uh, for Jean, and then um, which date did we have on the town clerk up here? Yeah, Article Twenty-six. So yeah, typo. Article Twenty-three down here on the twenty-second. Thank you,
0: Randy. A couple of comments. Um, One is that um, I don't know when the school committee is having their public hearing. Do um, but I. You know, it's not unusual for us to need a second pass with the school committee. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I'm just a little concerned about how late they are in the calendar and that we don't have a lot of room to, should we need a second pass? <laughs> um, well,
3: that,
1: that's an excellent point. We certainly could bring them in, um, bring them in on uh, the 8th or the 15th if you look cuz there, there you know there seems to be room here uh for a second second pass how many times have, in the last few years how many times have we done a, a as the fincon had a second hearing of the school budget
0: i think it's generally i'm trying to think about last year but it's generally been you know maybe you know because they always come to us usually asking for more than we're going to be able to fund and so okay. sometimes there's been some you know, they go back and then the case sometimes there's been some negotiation a couple of years ago. For example, there was a discussion about um a uh additional resources at the Galvin that they were going to hold back, and we encourage them to stay with it because of the long-term positive impacts on out of district tuition. So those I just wanna make sure we don't lock ourselves in and not have room. Hopefully we won't need it, but <laughs> No, no.
1: this is that, that's great madam chair i'm glad you're bringing it up this whole point of having this discussion on where we're headed here with the schedule so maybe it makes sense uh to invite them on uh the 15th um given that would be would be looking for targets to be set on the 8th um and uh if they're if they already have a voted budget by the by the 15th uh, we could do that uh, or stick with the 22nd and then uh, invite them back in on the, on the 29th.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to chat with Steve Marshall about it and maybe sort out what might make sense, cause I'm trying to think about it. Uh, Rookie, you might remember this, but you know, where do they come to us before or after they have their public hearing? I, like I'm not clear on sequencing. So perhaps if you want to check in with Steve Marshall and figure that out, that would be great. The other question we'll I have, Relates to when we need. a Town council usually likes to look at all of our motions, um, so I noticed that they need to be sent to the printer on the 10th. Um, but we probably need to um, be looking to get. Oh, there it is. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> I missed it.
1: Happy St. Patty's Day.
0: Thank you. So, um, just if we could put on next week next our next agenda is um, article assignments. Um, Mm -hmm. And so again, just a reminder for everyone that all of the articles, um, unless they are an article that we defer to the planning board on, and there are some of those, um, require a discussion on behalf of the finance committee. Um, And so what we typically do is go through those articles and assign them to finance committee members. Last year's warrant provides a great example of what those um, discussions look like. Um, and we can get everyone a copy if you don't have one of last year's warrant um, for that example. But I, I'd say, let's start working on that list because as we start to vote some of these, some people may start to wanna to work on their discussions and not be like me who ends up doing them all at the last minute, so, Excellent. Um, okay, any other comments on the schedule that folks have? No, okay. All right. That looks good. Thank you for um, Alan. And I um, appreciate the uh, comments on the side with if we're going to be missing anybody, just so that helps us keep track.
4: <clears throat> Excellent.
0: All right. Do we have any other business for today? I think. Was that covered? I think that's uh, it. Uh, oh, Alan's uh, got her hand up. <laughs> Madam Chair, um, did you want to vote on the Subcommittee minutes for January 18th, you and Emilio or wait for Dave. Um why don't we make wait because I also had one change, Ellen, that I didn't get back to you on. Okay, thank you. So let me do that and then um we can vote to it at the next meeting.
1: And that was a question, uh Madam Chair, uh, that uh, the subcommittee had. Uh does the FinCom vote on that? Does the subcommittee vote on that? And the answer is the subcommittee votes on that.
0: Okay. Very good. Let's put that on for next meeting. And Alan, I promise you, I will get you my one comment.
1: <laughs> all right. And,
0: other. Oh, here we go, Randy. Thank you.
1: <laughs> no, I, I was. I'm not going over this, but I just wanted to. I just emailed this out uh, this evening. This is in essence a summary of the asks um, for all the municipal departments. There's also the fixed cost schedule and the enterprise summary schedules here, all on five pages. Um, So this is your sort of Reader's Digest version of of, uh, everything that's being requested. Again, there's no, this this does not reflect any decisions because we still need the governor's budget and set targets in order to be able to do that. But if you were looking for a crib sheet, uh, which sort of summarizes all the incremental asks, as well as often to the far right hand column here, um, all of the uh, harvesting of Um, utility and repair and maintenance uh, budgets moving into department uh, 192. um, You'll see that there as well. It's a zero sum at the bottom here. But in essence, we're moving um, $560,359 up into department 192, which uh, public buildings, which currently de facto will be our central maintenance budget. So this is, I just want to point out that you have this now. It's a de facto cheat sheet for, for all of the budgets.
0: And Randy, can I just ask you a question about the, the uh, central maintenance expense reassignment? Is that, um, you know, that's obviously a new approach in our town. Um, I think we've talked about it. I just was wondering how those discussions are going with uh, town departments that might need to be moving some portion of their budget over to that line. Is that how that's sure. going?
1: So, um with with the town administrators leadership um, that whole effort in this uh, this endeavor here is moving very well Um, so all of the departments are are on board all of the amounts that you'll see on that spreadsheet in the right hand column moving up to department 192 have been agreed upon Um, you know we've combed through in cases where uh, the repair and building maintenance supplies Line item might have other departmental supplies in it other than building repair and maintenance to sort of parse out you know what our uh, supplies budgets that the department counts on so we're just harvesting uh, the repair and maintenance components so everybody's on board Um, it's been widely communicated uh, and discussed and um, I'm, I'm excited to ultimately you know see it see it happen it'll be a transition um you know it's not going to happen flash cut but effective july 1st we'll be looking to move to that model um you know there's a a, a new staff position that's proposed here um to to support that um and uh in addition after completing the quote harvesting of um the utility and repair maintenance budgets um it was sort of sad to see that it was only $150,000 across all of the other all of the the departments with buildings um, where we had the, the, that was the total of repair and maintenance budgets, which is pretty slim uh, when the, the town is now committing to be responsive to all of the buildings, you know, when their repair and maintenance issues arise. So um, you'll see when we get to that budget um, with uh, Superintendent Trotta that uh, we're proposing to add in um, a, a reasonable sum that would cover us uh, to be able to truly implement this program and to actually fund repairs and maintenance as as they happen. And this is very similar and it's same number that we approached that we took in my, my prior life when we first established this, um, is, and, and it's no surprise. Um, repair and maintenance budgets are thin. Um, and so it's just sort of highlighting the, the need all over again once we look at them.
0: Thank you. Any other business for today?
4: Hearing none, do I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All in favor, Randy?
3: I gotta shake it up, Tim. Aye. Karen. Aye. Emilio. Aye. Rookie. Aye. Cindy.
4: Aye.
1: Dan. Aye. And Maureen. Aye unanimous seven zero zero we are adjourned, madam chair. good night all night.
4: night.
1: <laughs>